1: Hey everybody, que golazo time. Tottenham tries to come back uh, from that Liverpool loss as they host Leicester City, Southampton against Man City. Will Mikel Arteta lose his job if Arsenal lose against Everton? And we also have a ridiculous Bundesliga matchup as Bayer Leverkusen host Bayern Munich. we got Serie A, CONCACAF Champions League semi-finals. all of it in our weekend preview with Jimmy Conrad and Igor Mello, which begins right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Que Golazo, our weekend preview. My man, Jimmy Conrad in the house. Jimmy, what's up, brother?
2: Nothing. Just chilling. How are you guys?
1: Oh, my God. You're so chill, bro. Like chill. <laughs> Is I'm it chillaxing,
2: like... baby. I'm chillaxing.
1: Today's your super chill man, LA Jimmy, Cali, <laughs> Cali Jimmy. Is that what it is? That's
2: well for now, for the time being. I could, I could get triggered later, so just a warning for
1: everybody. Oh, it will definitely happen. And making his debut on que Golasso Igor Mello, assistant managing editor, producer, writer. I mean, he's just an all-around CBS legend. Igor, what's up, buddy?
3: How's it going, fellas? I want to be where Jimmy is right now, really, <laughs> uh, uh, with about a week or so left before the year's
1: over so that's basically well i feel right now <laughs> we, we all want to be there right uh absolutely and listen i'm freezing my butt out here as well uh, in NYC. but hey let's begin the weekend preview uh jimmy igor but we begin briefly let's just talk a little bit about uh fifa the best uh, every time i say it i just have to go fifa the best award <laughs> um You know, nothing too uh, crazy here, I guess. I guess the biggest talking points, um, let's begin with the manager of the year award, Jurgen Klopp beating out Hansi Flick from Bayern Munich. Um, Jimmy, how'd you see that fair play to Jurgen Klopp or do you think Hansi should have taken it?
2: I think that Jurgen Klopp should have been there with regard to competing for the top spot, but Hansi Flick coming in mid season to help right the ship, obviously some very talented players, but allowing the team to kind of get out of its own way to win the treble. Yeah, I think that's pretty sweet and no disrespect to winning the Premier League for the first time in 30 years. But I just think that's more of an accomplishment in multiple competitions as opposed to just the Premier League.
1: Yeah, Igor, what what do you think?
2: I mean,
3: the guy won the Bundesliga the Pokel, the Champions League, Super Cup. He won just about everything. He was the UEFA manager of of the year, and he did not win FIFA manager of the year. I think that's kind of a big snub out of the uh all, all of the awards that we saw today.
1: All right. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean are you, are you
2: I, Go ahead,
1: go ahead, go ahead. No, I just, I, the, I think the argument for Flick too is like he he took over a side that was not looking good, right? I mean, Bayern Munich should be always destroying people and the fact that he's just entered this thing. I mean, it, fair play to Jurgen Klopp, but it's not like his first season with them, right? So maybe that's the, but, you know, I don't know. I, I guess it depends on what you prioritize when it comes to the titles. And to Igor's point, Hansi Flick did win a lot right there. What, what do you think, Jimmy?
2: Uh, No, Hansi Flick definitely has the trophies to back it up. Jurgen Klopp should be commended for doing that. Obviously, it's history in a lot of different ways, especially for Liverpool itself as a club. I'm actually almost more disappointed that Marcelo Bielsa got third leading leads back to the premiership than like Gasparini, who somehow with no type of budget whatsoever, got his team to a Champions League quarterfinal and got unlucky to lose the PSG in that game. And obviously yep. all the success, the highest scoring team in Serie A uh, scoring bunches of goals, almost broke the record for goals in a season. I mean, there's something that I think Gasparini got snubbed a little bit, not even being in the top three.
1: Yeah, I, I it, when it came out and Bielsa was out, I was like, why is Gasparini not yeah. here? That's <laughs> yeah.
2: ridiculous.
1: Uh, it, absolutely. It is- almost...
3: Sorry, it almost felt like the people that watched the Leeds documentary decided to just like nominate him as, <laughs> as a top three. Like, okay, this guy's buzzing. He's I impressive. am so
1: in love with this yeah. Amazon All or Nothing. We got to give it to them. <laughs> hey, by the way, never apologize to chime. Like, every Jimmy always interrupts me. I interrupt Jimmy. You just go in there, brother. See, this is a problem, everybody. Igor's too nice. We're going to make him real mean on Kego Lasso. So next time, Igor, you just be like, Jimmy, shut up. I'm going to talk. Mm-hmm. I appreciate
3: that, man. It's all love. It's all love. Yep, yep.
1: All right, well, okay, let's talk about the other part and then we'll move on about the matches because there's plenty of matches to look ahead to in the weekend. But um, let's talk about, well, Lewandowski, rightly so, won uh, Male Player of the Year. Well done. Also, well done to Lucy Bronze as well for uh, Female Player of the Year as well. I wanted to talk about the Pushcast Award. Uh, I know one person does. Uh, Listen, Heuming's son, it's a ridiculous goal uh, that he does against Burnley. Um, I believe Luis Suarez as well was part of it. Uh, but Igor, I think he, your Flamengo-ness w- w- wanted to come up here. There's, you thought that uh, you thought your boy, your Uruguayan boy got robbed?
3: Yeah, I think being a Flamengo fan, um, I have to say that uh, Arascaeta's goal, a bicycle kick near the edge of the box, the corner of the box to me. And, and let's be clear here, every goal scored in the Pushkas, nominees are incredible incredible goals but i think when when you got a man upside down flying in the air kicking the ball i think that ridiculous. might be just a tad bit more impressive than some who obviously plays for the premier league uh the talent levels obviously higher there um so i think he gets some bonus points for that but i think the the feat to accomplish a, a crazy bicycle kick goal like that did I think that's tough to match. Jimmy, you're, you're a player. You played before. To you, which one is tougher, uh, bicycle or making a a
2: so, so my only issue, like yeah, I, I'm. thanks for bringing it in my direction. My only issue is with regard to the Hingman Sun goal, yes, incredible solo effort. But I always look at things through a defensive lens. I was a former center back, so everything kind of comes through that perspective. And the defending on that play is so bad for Hingman's son that uh I, it's hard for me to to want to warrant that type of award to him obviously great goal you know that that point of the game where he picks it up it's a long run he seems to be gaining speed as he goes along he's probably like i can't even believe these guys are so bad at defending it's probably what he's thinking uh but <laughs> but but that the, the, the type of technique it takes like what that other goal was for flamengo was it's almost indefensible right because the skill is so high the way that, so for me that would be a much better choice so i'm on your team here igor God, i appreciate
1: yeah, you. i mean listen the overhead kick was just ridiculous That's unreal it was absolutely ridiculous uh so yeah i w- i mean if they gave it to to him i really wouldn't i really wouldn't argue about that one so well there you have it fifa best awards uh done and dusted uh, a quick little uh break and when we come back some really really good matches to look ahead uh this weekend so stay right here Welcome back, everybody. Jimmy Conrad, Igor Mello here. We are talking weekend action, a lot of really good stuff. Um, Let's begin, Jimmy, obviously, in the Premier League, Um, the fast and furious Premier League right now uh, in December. Some good games, nothing that, you know, no Liverpool, Tottenham's. nothing like that. But there are still some really good games with major complications. Where should we begin, Jimmy Conrad? (laughs) That's
2: a good question. Uh, I kind of want to start with Spurs Lester. Why don't we, why don't we start there? Obviously Spurs are feeling well, according to Jose Mourinho, a little hard done by that they didn't get at least a draw in their game midweek against Liverpool. I don't know. 75% possession for Liverpool. They're dominating things. They're actually trying to do stuff,
1: but Jimmy, I I don't mind it so much. Jimmy, the best team lost the best team lost. No,
2: don't trigger me. No, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not taking that bait. I'm not taking that bait. (laughs) I thought that they actually played a perfect game as it pertains to Mourinho's tactics. And I know we discussed this already. I mean, they got their opportunities to win that game and they, they couldn't pull them off, but I just like that the attacking side of these two opponents were the, was the one that actually came out victorious. That's the game we should be celebrating, not the one that's super defensive, especially when he has a team, Luis and Igor, that he doesn't need to be that defensive. I think that's what triggers me the most. Anyway, I yeah. told you I didn't want to be triggered. Let's go to Spurs-Lester. Lester <laughs> are coming off a 2-0 loss at home to Everton. Everton are on back-to-back clean sheets, by the way, which is next level because they hadn't had one since the opening game of the season. So straight up, Spurs to win at home against Leicester plus 103, pretty good value. If they want, if you feel in the draw, plus 260, plus 255 for Leicester to win straight up uh, away from home. They have the horses to do it. This is on William Hill, by the way. I kind of like, and I want to hear you guys' thoughts on this. I'm not a guy that likes to bet the under because you're like, I don't want to see any goals. Like that just seems like a lame bet. But the under two and a half is plus 105, and Spurs I think are going to be probably locking things down as they do. I could see a 1-0 here, maybe even a one one. Frankly, uh, Hingman's son, if you want him to score anytime, plus one ten. It's pretty good. He's already he's number two in the goals in the in the league. Number he might be tied for first now. Jamie Vardy to score anytime, plus one ten as well. Obviously, I mean you got two guys getting pretty good value for that. Also, here's the here are the two things. So I think Spurs are going to win this ultimately. If you have Spurs win in under two and a half goals, you think it's going to be kind of tight. That's plus 380, which is pretty good. Spurs win in over two and a half goals. You want to see more goals like the rest of us do. That's uh, plus 180 for that to happen. So I kind of like that value when I think about this game overall. Leicester haven't been playing particularly well. Their recent results uh, when they've had like that run of three games were all against teams in the bottom half of the table. Not great. So, you know, they finally played somebody in Everton that was a little bit more organized and struggled. I think Spurs will do this. They're going to be kind of pissed about losing to Liverpool and they're going to want to regain some of those points. So
1: yeah. That's my on that. Well, uh, some good stuff there. Uh, this is the Sunday game, Sunday morning game Tottenham against Leicester. So, Tottenham, by the way, this major, I mean, top four implications Tottenham is second, obviously looking to reclaim top spot. Leicester city in fourth place with 24 points. Um, and, and to your point, you know, Leicester uh, at this moment have won just one of their last nine Premier League away games since uh, against Tottenham actually. And, Tottenham have won five of their last seven Premier League meetings with Leicester, uh, netting 21 goals across these games, you know. And, and to your point about defensive issues for for Leicester City, um, I think they really miss uh, Castagna, you know, somebody that can provide a little bit more attacking power from the mm-hmm. defensive side. Uh, Igor, you know, this is obviously a, a big game on Sunday it would help Tottenham tremendously. But, you know, let's not forget, Brandon Rodgers doesn't want to do what he did last year, which is he got so close to getting that Champions League spot and then it dropped down. How do you see this one?
3: A little too close to the sun. Um, (laughs) This is is a massive fixture for both teams. I think these festive fixtures, uh, when you get all these matches like three in one week like this, um, this separates the contenders from the pretenders, right? Um, so th- it's not a loser leaves town matchup, but you know if whoever comes up away with three points here, that's, that's going to be massive for the title implications. And I think Tottenham's really reeling from that. You can say it was an unlucky loss at Anfield. Um, so I, I have Spurs winning here, but Vardy needs to show up if Lester has any chance of uh, winning this. Uh, he's due for another 20 goal season and he came up short um, last time out against Everton. Uh, uh, Lesser any Vardy to show up here in order for them to have any sort of a chance.
1: Yeah. So, Jimmy, how, how do you see it? This is going to be their, you know, they have a nice break until they have to go full on again uh, during the Christmas Boxing Day period. Uh, how do you see this one? Uh,
2: I think Spurs are going to bring it. I'll say Spurs win and the over two and a half goals. I can see a two one here, uh, plus one eighty. This is probably where I would lean my wagering.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm going to be boring and agree. Ugh, Tottenham win, <laughs> uh, but I do Good. see Jamie Vardy scoring in this one, but uh, I don't think it's enough for Tottenham you know to beat Tottenham. So I think Spurs has that one. Let's stay in the Premier League here. Um, let's talk about Everton Arsenal for a second, just for okay. a second, okay. okay? Because Arteta loses this one. I mean, what happens? Igor? Igor? I mean, I, I think,
3: I think they're running out of patience here with Arteta and, and, and I'm, I'm a man city boy and I love Arteta. Right. Um, but you cannot, you cannot afford to lose a game like this. You're 10 points away from top four and you're five points clear of the bottom three. Like mm. that's, that's where we sit right now. If you're Arsenal, um, you're closer to the bottom than you are to the top. Um, this is a massive game for Arsenal. Uh, we've gotten to the point where it's kind of, the season's kind of been a wash for them. They're nowhere near uh, European contention um, in the top four, top six, and like we said, they're closer to the bottom right now. And they haven't won a good since 2018. So
1: yeah, Jimmy, I should have begun with you because you got some nice uh, bets here. Do you have anything interesting from this one? I mean, it's a big, big game for Arsenal. You've mentioned before. However to you know doing so well Chelsea win Leicester City win now they're at home Um, doesn't look good for Arsenal on paper at least
2: no of any time Arsenal could play Everton this is probably the worst time they have at least from my perspective the Toffees have figured out a nice lineup unfortunately it doesn't include Hamas Rodriguez. He's been out for the last two and surprise, surprise, they have two clean sheets, which I think has kind of followed Hamas around in many ways where he's a luxury player. We've talked about it before. He, he has been very good when he plays, but he doesn't necessarily do all the little things on the other side of the ball that are a little more thankless. You know, he's got great hair and he's got, he seems like he moisturizes his face. You know what I mean? Like the guy doesn't want to get into tackles and throw elbows and do some of the things that I think are necessary to have success in the Premier League. Uh, what's been interesting for me though, with this Everton team, and it looks like they We'll go into a 5-4-1. I know that can morph into a couple different things. But they've been really, really sound defensively So making this change. uh, They've got five in the back line. Really hard to break down. I mean, they shut out. Chelsea, and then a couple days later, Leicester is two high, sc- two of the higher scoring teams in the league. That's really impressive. So if you think they're going to get a clean sheet, just straight up Everton over Arsenal, who have trouble scoring, by the way, uh, plus 210. If you think Arsenal somehow get a clean sheet against Everton, which we can all have a good laugh about that, probably not, but that's plus 275. The straight up odds, are if you want Everton to win clean, straight up, it's plus 129. I don't mind that. Plus 245 for the draw, plus 210 for Arsenal. If you want Dominic Calvert-Lewin to score, I think he's going to get some good looks. Score anytime, that is, plus 115. But who's, for me, makes a difference because when he plays, he's so unpredictable in some ways. I think that opens up space for Calvert-Lewin up top because they can't focus just on him anymore. Richarlison can come in. I know he's scored against Leicester. I know Casper Schmeichel will probably want that shot back, but I think Richarlison's a confidence guy. He finally gets a goal, and I think that he'll build off of that, especially against an Arsenal team, a defend, defensive team that are not that great. Uh, what One bet I really like, if you want Dominic Calvert-Lewin, to score Everton to win one, zero, two, zero, or two, one. It's plus five fifty. What? Yeah. I, th- I think they're going to hit that scoreline. I think they're going to hit one of those three scorelines. And I think Dominic Calvert-Lewin will score. Or if you're feeling like, ah, Jimmy, I'm not feeling Calvert-Lewin. He might cool off a little bit. They might focus on him too much. Open up space for Charleston. You could have the same thing where Charleston does score Everton to win one, zero, two, zero, two, one. That's plus 800. And I like either one of those two a lot.
1: Yep. I mean, those are really good. Everton have kept a clean sheet in each of their last two home Premier League games against Arsenal. So, you know, uh, you know, if you wanted to go that route in terms of keeping the clean sheet, it could happen. What I saw against Southampton from Arsenal, uh, 10 men aside, is that when players like Holding, et cetera, get isolated, they get into real trouble. And that can happen a lot in this game because you have so many players that can, like, really co- – you mentioned Richarlison. I mean – you have a one-on-one on him on the wing, just breaking in from an Arsenal perspective. It is over. I just—it's it, very difficult for me to have anything but either an Everton win or Arsenal holding on for a point. And I, if they lose, if Arsenal loses this game, is that it for uh, Mikel Arteta, Igor?
3: I think he gets a few more games. Um, <laughs> I don't think this is the one to decide it, but I do think that Everton will come up on top here and 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 win. Look for like Richarlison the pigeon. Look for him to keep things going again. Um but Mikel Arteta, the patience is wearing thin. I think he I think he's got I think they're gonna give him until the, the end of the uh, transfer window in January to figure things out. Um Ooh, I him.
2: don't even know though, Igor. I, I, I mean I, why if you're gonna bring in somebody else, why wouldn't you give that person the chance in the transfer window? I I'll say this. There's two things. I don't think they're going to win this weekend because Gabriel's out. Their best defender got a red card of uh, two foolish yellows. And so he's out for a little while or just one game. But Everton, they play Everton this week. They got Man City in the cup. If they get knocked out of that, Igor and Luis, I think, I think that's not going to help his cause by any stretch of the imagination, especially because they've actually won an FA Cup with him before. Then they got Chelsea the week after that. If they haven't won any of these three games and then they got Brighton right before the end of the year, Yeah. Say say they just kind of stumble into Brighton, Brighton slaps them around too. I just, I just don't know how you can keep him as a manager at that. Like they just clearly there's no buy-in it's not working. You got to bring in somebody else. And I've got, I know not one name for the job, everybody. His name is Arsene Wenger and Wenger in baby. Let's go. (laughs)
1: Listen, uh, let's not stick on this game. I'll just tell you this one more thing about this game. I I, I think it's not even about the loss. I think it's in the manner and how they lose. If they lose badly against Everton, like it's a, Two nail, three nail, and they showed nothing, like nothing then I think the argument can be made for him to lose his job before the end of the year. But if they really just fight, because Jimmy, we talked about the fact that they need to be gritty, right? They need to be a little bit dirty. Like just get stuck in the trenches, just, just get dirty. Don't, don't worry about the pretty patterns. Don't worry about the possession-based stuff. Just, just fight. And if you fight and you just lose, they might be, okay, fine. But I think in, in the manner of how they lose will be the biggest question mark, I think. All right, um, let's stay in the Premier League here. One more game. Because we got a Man City boy here. Southampton hosting Man City. This is a good game, Southampton. We've talked a lot about uh, the Saints. Ralph Hassan Hunt has done such a ridiculous job. Uh, it was only just over a year where he got destroyed by Leicester City, 9 0. And look where they are now uh, against Man City, who, you know, um, are just being Man City, I guess. It's, it's good. It's, you know. Not amazing from their standards. They tied against West Brom. Uh, so they probably need something here from Peg Guardiola's standards. So you're thinking it's going to be quite a good game. What, what do we have here, Jimmy?
2: So, from a betting perspective, Southampton to win straight up at home is plus 550, which I thought, what? That's crazy value. Plus 370 for the draw, which I'm really leaning towards at the moment. But if you want to stay away from the results, I understand. And then minus 220 if uh man city wins so for everybody that's kind of new to the wagering world when it's a minus you have to you have to bet 220 to win 100 bucks whereas the other opposite is you bet 100 to win the plus number whatever it is i uh the overs three and a half goals um or at least the line that i saw plus 130 for over three and a half i could see that happening mm. uh Dan, danny ings who's been very good when he's healthy for southampton score anytime plus 138 i think he will get a couple looks uh james ward Prowse takes all their set pieces he's been banging them in plus 450 for him to score anytime Theo Walcott, here's what I got in the trenches for you guys. Theo Walcott, at least one shot on goal. That's it. He just has to get one shot on goal, plus 105. Now, we've seen him as sitters before, but that was it. He just has to get a shot on goal, plus 105. I like that. And then both teams to score, if you say no, it's plus 120. And I say that because I could see City, who have taken a really big point of emphasis on being better defensively this season, maybe limiting some of their attacking prowess that way. But I could see them getting a, a clean sheet in this. And Southampton kind of being left for dead, but I can kind of, I, I, I like the draw. I just wanted to give you guys that one as a possibility. Cause you know, that I'm looking for the good value and that, that I could see you could make a strong narrative for that. I really, I think there's a one, one maybe in this one. I mean, Southampton have only lost once in their last 11 games. And that was to Manchester United at home and they were up to zero and cruising. And then they couldn't handle Edinson Cavani. And I bring that up because Cavani made the difference. You have a, a, a pure number nine, that's up top, and Southampton couldn't handle that. Well, Man City doesn't have a number nine like Edinson Cavani. Mm. They have a lot of false nines. Or if Aguero plays and he's starting to round into form, or Jesus, I feel like they've seen enough of those teams that I think that back line can handle that a little bit better. I'm no no disrespect to Jesus and Aguero; those guys are amazing players. But but Cavani was something different, and Man United tried to roll out something similar to what we're going to see from City, and they struggled until Cavani came on and then changed everything. So because of that, I'm kind of seeing Southampton being able to hang in this game. Uh, so I like the draw a lot, plus 370.
1: Well, this uh, Igor will know, Man City Igor will know this, that this exact, uh-huh. this exact fixture in July last season, Southampton won, won nothing. So, you know, that, that could happen again. So they're looking to do this Southampton back-to-back wins against Man City, uh, I think for the first time since 2013, I think. So, but, you know, different season, no, 2003, first time since 2003, my apologies. So how, how do you see this one, Igor? It's going to be tough. This is a very good Southampton side.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's been frustrating to watch Man City recently. Um, when you outpass a team by 500, um, <laughs> like they did the last match, and, and you can't come away with a win. As a City fan, it's, become, it's becoming uh, increasingly frustrating to see them go back-to-back with draws um, um, in, in Premier League play. Um, I think is the key here. Um, is he fit? Um, when are we going to see a full 90 from Aguero? Are we ever going to see a full 90 from Aguero? 14 minutes last, um, last time out? Didn't play in the Manchester Derby. 25 minutes in Champions League. Um, they clearly have issues scoring. Um, Jesus hasn't been cutting it, and they need something to remedy remedy that. And Aguero seems like the obvious answer here. If he's fit, um, I, I expect him to play. And and they they need they need three points if they have any shot of keeping this title chase close and south for Southampton. I mean, they're, they're sitting above right now. Right. So this is, this is a massive, another one, like we talked about before uh, with, with the uh, festive fixtures where separate the pretenders from the contenders here. Um, this is if Southampton can keep this going, um, who knows how, how close they're going to get to uh, securing a top four spot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a big game. Listen, I always like to speed up his name and it's really sad of me. So apologies. Ralph Hassenhuttle. Sometimes I say too fast, uh, but he's done a great job. And I tell you what, uh, this is the kind of a position that Man City doesn't want sometimes because I think Southampton are also really good at containing the opposing creative midfielder. So if they shut down Kevin De Bruyne, you know, uh, they can make it easy for themselves. And to Jimmy's point, there's no real big threat up front. You know, they, they still need a healthy Agüero and, you know, but he's not the same. Uh, comparatively to other type of strikers, but okay. So what do we see here? What 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 do you think, uh, Jimmy, in this one?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go one-one, and and I'm looking at their results. I hadn't really taken that much of a dive, but the last you know the last four wins out of their five in the Premier League for Man City have been against Fulham, Burnley, Sheffield United, and Arsenal, who are all near the bottom of the table. So you know everybody else. You know, United, they had a draw. You know Tottenham, they lost two-zero. Liverpool, they drew. West Ham they drew, Leeds they drew, uh, they lost to Leicester, and they beat Wolves on the first day of the season, 3-1. to one. But outside of that, like, at, to Igor's point, I'd be frustrated, too, that you're not getting what well, you they're expect, nice. out, given, given the amount of money they spend. I mean, but they are better defensively, which I think was a big point of emphasis. And maybe Pep has just swung too hard that way that hasn't really unlocked them going forward.
1: They're ninth. Nice. Igor, know, you're nine. Dude. Man City's Crazy. nine. They need to no, get man. it together, I think.
3: They, they really do. And Southampton, 4-0-2 at home. Second best mark. I know the season's early. Second best mm-hmm. mark in the Premier League. Um, I
1: All can't right, say so what are you going here? Like, Head I over heart. What do you see?
3: I can't pick against City. I think it's a smash and grab. It feels weird to even say smash and grab for
2: City, but <laughs> one nothing here for City.
1: All right, one nothing for City. Okay, yeah. What do you got? I mean um well, well, uh, why are you, why are you so thinking
2: why are you thinking louise i just want to say we always wanted to, to see how Pepkin could handle managing a mid-table team and now we've got it you know so we'll see what, what's,
1: <laughs> uh listen i'm riding the southampton train still i think they're so good i think they're gonna win this one i think they're just they're, they're so well organized and uh, jimmy you i think you brought up a really good point i just they, they there's nothing up front that scares them they don't have anything that they're facing that's like, you know, especially if Aguero is not 100% fit and uh, Gabriel, Gabriel Jesus needs more from others to make sure that he, uh, you know, can, can at least become a, a threat. And I just think that this Southampton side is so well-equipped. They're probably a little bit annoyed that they tied against a 10-man Arsenal. So they're probably going to go all out on this one. Southampton wins and it's going to be 2-1. All right. When we come back... We move to the Bundesliga because there is a ridiculous game uh, with uh, title implications. Uh, Stay right here.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Uh, We are in the Bundesliga now. Uh, A huge game. Jimmy, why don't you set it up? Huge game.
2: So we got Bayer Leverkusen, who are undefeated. And on top of the Bundesliga table right now, they were excellent also in the Europa League. Given their performances and how they've played, they're one of my favorites to win that competition. Now, obviously, it becomes a little bit of a juggling act to, to manage holding off Bayern Munich <laughs> in the Bundesliga, who are obviously... Uh, the best club in the world and then you have the Europa League where you have a whole bunch of people you're trying to hold off and to do that all at once is, is tough but they have some depth and they do it all this without Kai Havertz who they sold to Chelsea which I think makes it even more impressive what I love about Bayer Leverkusen is that they can hurt you in so many different ways so I've got all their stats up like Leon Bailey is scoring goals for fun uh, Lucas alario has been excellent Florian Vertz one of the best young players in the world the 17 year old should be making a move. I'm sure he'll be the next Kai Havertz moving forward. Patrick Sheik uh, scoring goals. Musa Diaby has been excellent. Bella Robbie, Nadia Mamiri, if you guys haven't heard of him, 24-year-old midfielder is just – they're so good, these guys. Yeah, uh, Damir <laughs> Bay, where's the number 10? He's dropping assists. You got Lars Bender. They have so many, so many good players, and, and they can hurt you like I kind of say, I think I explained Atalanta this way, where Atalanta is like really firing on all cylinders. They just come at you so many different ways. Who do you even defend? Where do you try to, you know, collapse and win the ball defensively? But Bayern Munich and also Atalanta at their peak, but Bayern Munich are also very similar, right? They can hurt you in so many different ways. They can overload and create numerical advantages in midfield or out wide or whatever it may be. That's why this game is going to be popping off. I don't, with all due respect to the Premier League and any other games that are going on this weekend, this, this is, is the one that you should circle on your calendar and watch because these are two most. Uh, highest scoring teams so Bayern Leverkusen is the second highest scoring team in the Bundesliga and the second best defense. And of course, Bayern Munich is the highest scoring team, they've got the best player in the world with Robert Lewandowski. We'll see if that gives them a boost this weekend. Here are the odds on this, though plus 350 for Bayern to, to, Leverkusen to, to win straight up, three plus 300 for the draw, minus 135 for Bayern Munich to win. Uh, Bayern Leverkusen haven't lost by the way, haven't lost at home, obviously, over three and a half goals. And I kind of like this one, plus 100. I think there's some good value there. Bayern Munich with the win, however, I've learned some things, fellas. If you want to lose money, you bet against Bayern. That's like three certainties in life. Death, taxes, and should always bet with Bayern. But uh, Bayern Munich to win both teams to score plus 145. So I don't know. Bayern haven't lost in two and a half months is what I have written here, getting beat by Hoffenheim 4-1 at the end of September. But but that's their only loss in the league this season. It's 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 a tough one to call, but there's some good value here if you want to find it.
1: Some good value, and um, I think also one of the good things about the Bundesliga, more, most often than not, is that when you have two really good teams going against each other, it's almost always never going to be a stalemate. You're going to get some goals here, and there's just too much uh, goal-scoring power. I mean, listen, by Leverkusen, I am such a fan. Like I remember writing something about them years ago just because of like... Uh, their system and the way that they scout players and identify talent is super incredible. And, you know, now it kind of like, um, you know, uh, Philadelphia Union and MLS, like the fruits of their labor are kind of paying off. Leon Bailey is so good. The Jamaican has basically like rediscovered his best form uh, recently, scoring or assisting in seven of Leverkusen's last nine league games. And then you got Lucas Aladio, uh, who's pushing for a start now that's fit. But now you're facing Bayern Munich, Igor. Robert Lewandowski. I mean, it's not just him. Obviously, uh, you, you know, Serge Gnabry, Thomas Muller. Com- like, it's just too many. I just, I don't know what, what, what I'm thinking in this one. But how do you see this game, uh, Igor Mel?
3: Goals, goal. yeah. <laughs> goals. Yeah, goals. I mean, it's not just Lewandowski, but they, he did bail them out last time out against Wolfsburg. They were down one nothing, he scored two goals, hit the 250 goal mark for his uh, career in the Bundesliga. Um, I, I, I see Bayern um, somehow squeaking this one out, probably like a three to two, four to three way. Um, but it, 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 I'm I'm completely agreeing with you guys. This is the match to watch this weekend. There's a lot of title implications here, and if Leverkusen wants to create some distance between these two teams, this this is the matchup here. They're at home. There's no better situation here for them to to break this open. And we've been I think we've all been dying to see someone break this open and really bring it to Bayern. And this is probably our best chance to see that.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm a little annoyed that uh, Goretzka still hurt one play. I feel like this would have been a good game for him as well. But there's just too much talent everywhere. All right, let's go with uh, some predictions here. Jimmy, what do you see?
2: Yeah, this is tough. I'm with Igor. I think there is going to be a lot of goals. So I like the over three and a half plus 100. And then I also meant to bring up Bayer Leverkusen. If they win one of the halves, so if they just got to win, you know, score more goals in one half than Bayern, mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm holding your hand. You guys went to school. Uh, plus 140. <laughs> for that to happen. I like that value a lot. I think Leverkusen will win one of the halves. So I like that bet a little bit. It's in terms of an overall score, man, I think I'm going to straddle the fence here. I'm going to say two, two uh, plus, plus 300 there. And, and I, I just don't think that this is going to be as easy Bayern Munich. Haven't been playing particularly well. They've given up the goal. The first goal of any game, six, six straight games. I don't know if that'll happen again, but we can make a big argument. If they give up a goal to Wolfsburg, they should definitely give one up to Bayer Leverkusen. So we could see that. Maybe it come from behind draw on that. There's probably some good value there too, but I'll say 2-2. Two, two.
1: All right, Igor? Let's go 3-2 uh,
2: Bayern uh, Munich. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so you're going for the Bayern Munich uh, finally handing Bayern in their first loss of the season. Uh, both of you uh, agreed, and as I agree, there'll be a lot of goals in this one. Oh, this is really hard, but I think, listen, I'm going for the draw as well. And I think it's going to be a golf fest as well. So let's be fun. And I'll say it's three, three. And I feel like, uh, Byron Leverkusen will be almost celebrating. And then Lewandowski will just get that point for them 3 3-0 in this one, but it's going to be just like you said, a ridiculous game. Make sure that you watch it.
2: It's at the same time as Everton Arsenal. So Saturday, 930 AM Pacific, 1230 PM Eastern.
1: So I know what Arsenal fans are doing. They're putting <laughs> the Arsenal game on their phone and they're going to watch this one on the bill. On the, they on the should. BBC. Transfer targets. Transfer that's targets. right. That's right. There you go. There you go. All right. One more drop. And then we just basically a quick whip around around Europe. Stay right here. Welcome back, everybody. Finishing today's episode, our weekend preview, and it's a quick Europe whip around with Jimmy Conrad and Igor Mello. Let's go to La Liga. Barcelona, uh, who just beat Real Sociedad facing Valencia. What do you see here, Jimmy?
2: Yeah, I see a game where Barcelona is going to try to match Real Madrid, who have currently regained their form. I think Barcelona is doing the same. They beat Levante 1-0, just beat Real Sociedad. Probably the biggest boost and best performance they've had all season, 2-1, most recently midweek. Uh, I think they're going to beat Valencia. It's just a matter of how I can give you guys some value to do it. So I came up with a Messi trifecta for you. Messi to score, Barcelona to win, both teams to score, which I think will happen. Valencia hasn't been, they've only been shut out, I think maybe once or twice this season, plus 220 for that to happen. Uh, Messi to score from outside the box. If you think he's going to take a free kick? I think he's due for a free kick. That's plus 400. And then Messi to score, Barca to win, either 2-0, 2-1 or 3-1. That's plus 400 as well. I think Messi's going to be up for, I, I know, they're amazing. They're amazing. So I gave you the Messi trifecta there. I like Barcelona. I think that Ronald Koeman, despite all the pressure and, and adversity that he's dealing with on a personal level as, as manager of this big club, I think he's maybe found the right formation. And I really like the performance against Real Sociedad. I thought his team actually played with some, some energy and some heart, you know, and I don't know if we've seen that consistently over 90 minutes, maybe 45 here, 15, 30 minutes there, but for 90 minutes, they were getting after it and really wanted to win. And they, and they did it. They did it.
1: I wonder if we're going to see Yunus Musa in this one. Will he be available? That would be kind of cool. Yunus Musa, Sergino Dest, a a little bit of an American battle. Igor, Barcelona have only lost one of their last eight La Liga games against Valencia, losing the last one, uh, actually, but that was at the Mestalla uh, earlier this year in January. How do you see this one? I think
3: they get the three points here. Um, They're finally getting their mojo back, um, like Jimmy said with Coleman, but... Um, what really sticks out to me is the stretch of games they have in La Liga before their Champions League matchup. Yeah. They got Valencia home, uh, Valladolid Val- Val- Valid- away, Huesca away, Bilbao away, Granada away, Elche away, Bilbao home, Betis home, Alaves home. Like these are all winnable matches, mm-hmm. and, and and they have the path right now if they really if they really get to form, to uh, just kind of turn things around and get back to the top of the table, cool. if they if if they are really
1: on form so we'll see yeah yep and uh, you know if things go their way and uh, you know in, in terms of the table they'll cleat climbing and probably end up fourth as well as they look ahead to you know look up and try and catch up real madrid uh la real real sociedad and atletico madrid all right let's go to italy serie A. super fun these days uh what do we have jimmy this weekend from serie A?
2: Yeah, for me the two sexiest matchups, if I'm allowed to say that, are Atalanta hosting Roma, and then uh, Lazio taking on Napoli.
1: Wait, you I said really... sexy, but you ne- you didn't mention Sassuolo, so I'm, I didn't.
2: I know I didn't they put nobody puts the sass in swallow like swallow. it's my bad 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 joke I appreciate the sympathy laugh but I mean, that's good <laughs> so I didn't really look at the Atalanta Roma one I you know I'm a big Papa Gomez fan if he plays I think Atalanta will get the business uh will do the business excuse me I'm a I'm, I'm a Roma supporter so you know I'm hoping that I'm reverse jinxing and Roma's going to do uh what I expect them to do which is ah, quietly win but uh you know who knows in that game at this, the Atalanta is so Jekyll and Hyde. You don't know which version of them is going to show up, but they did have a good result against Juve and Turin 1-1 uh, midweek. So I'm looking at Lazio Napoli. Inter Milan beat Napoli 1-0. Dries Mertens got a red card. Or excuse me, Insigne got a red card. Dries Mertens got hurt. He probably won't play in this one. Uh, Victor Hoseman probably won't play as well. So they're really going to be lacking, I think, which uh, is with attacking personnel. And then they've been giving up a lot of goals, Napoli. Um... So if you want Lazio to win straight up at home, plus 185, I, I think that's pretty good value. The draw is plus 230. If you do somehow think Napoli's is going to score some goals without a couple of their key players up top, that's plus 150. But I really like both teams to score. Lazio to win plus 400. Uh, but my only issue is if Napoli comes out knowing they don't have some of their top attacking players, maybe they'll be ultra defensive, maybe look for that 0-0, so maybe both teams won't score. So the safer play might just be Lazio straight up. They got Chiro, the hero of Mobley. That guy scored 10 goals in his last 11 games. I mean, he is something special. He's so
1: ridiculous.
2: Yeah, so their defending's not great, but I think they'll outlast Napoli. And, and Napoli might get one on a set piece or something, but I could see Lazio winning straight up.
1: Yeah, by the way, Papu Gomez has his bags packed already. He's, <laughs> he does. He's done. He's done. The he's question done. is oh, my goodness, will he stay in Italy, go to Europe somewhere else, or go to <gasps> MLS? Can you imagine Papu Gomez in MLS? How cool would that be, huh? That'd be well, sick. We will see if that happens. Listen, Igor, we haven't, it's your first time here. I I wanted your opinion on Serie A, like AC Milan doing their thing, but, you know, they've drawn the last two games, I believe, Inter Milan, despite the fact that they're not playing in Europe um, for the rest of the year, they're still trying to catch and get that Scudetto again. Uh, Who who do you see winning it, do you think?
3: I think the fact that Inter Milan is no longer involved in European competitions gives them the edge here to to climb um, in Serie A while everyone's busy playing these midweek matches. This uh, this is this is all for Conte right now, um, and if he doesn't come away with with you know something, yeah, something you got to come away with some hardware here, um, then he might be in trouble. But um, I think this is Inter Milan. Um, they're they to me the favorite right now to uh, take over.
1: That would be very cool if they did that, uh, especially because their third kid is so reminiscent back when oh. uh, Ronaldo played. it phenomenal. That's why I want to see it. Uh, listen, before we go. We're going to talk about the CONCACAF Champions League for a second because the semifinals are are, are this weekend. And, you know, Tigres against Olympia. Well done to Olympia, by the way. And uh, LAFC, the lone remaining MLS club against Club America. Uh, Jimmy, real quick, like, uh, what do you see here? Who do you think? uh, Is it an All-Liga MX final? Uh, Do you see LAFC maybe uh, doing something here? How do you see it?
2: Well, I think Grace is going to take care of Olympia with all due respect to the Hunter side. I think this is their ceiling. And now they're going to run into some over two legs in particular, right? Grace, maybe you can, you could pip them in one leg. Maybe you could, you know, do the miraculous and, you know, try to do a Mourinho style, sit back and try to hit them on the counter or a set piece. But I think T-Grace has just got too much class, too much quality. They showed it against NYCFC and, and I think they'll show it against Olympia. So that's one finalist. Then the other one, I don't know. I, you know, I know Bob Bradley, very well. I think his teams will be very organized. My only concern with LAFC is their defense. They were not good in the regular season. They were not good in the MLS's back tournament. They leak a lot of goals. If, if Diego Rossi is is healthy, if Carlos Vela started, he looks like he's rounded into form, Mr. Charlie Candle himself, then, then they always have a chance if those two guys are, are feeling lively. But if they can't protect that back four, if that back four doesn't show up over two legs against Kluva Medica, it's going to be tough. And I, I suspect that that it's going to be an all Mexican League final again.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Walker Simmer, Zimmerman leaving LAFC was really uh, yeah. bad Trust for him. LAFC. Yeah. And by the oh, way, with Tigres, all you need is Geniac. He'll just like eat yeah. you alive. God, I love yeah. him so much. Igor, what do you see in this one? Uh, can, can we see an MLS team in the final? God, I want to
3: so bad, but the the, the cards aren't there for them. I don't think, um, especially with the season being over and and just not you know. You know these guys are 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 ready to go, and 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 LAFC, you want to see them win, but there's so many uncertainties there. I, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, maybe next year. I feel like we keep saying this every year. You know, <laughs> there's always next year,
2: but I- Igor broken record mellow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's just tough, especially, I mean, club America ain't no joke. Right. So I don't know. It's going to be hard. I see an old league MX final, unfortunately in this one, but you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, regardless. It should be a fun one. And the final is next week. Well, that's all the time we have. Thank you so much for joining us. Jimmy, Conrad, thank you so much, brother.
2: Uh, Thank you for having me as always. Hope everybody enjoyed that. And I hope you guys win a bunch of money this weekend and you're welcome.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Hey, Messi, Barcelona, and both teams who score 3-1, I'm taking that to the bank. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Igor Mello, thank you so much, brother. First time, but definitely not the last. Don't you worry.
3: Fellas, it was a pleasure. Uh, Really appreciate being on with you guys.
1: Yeah, Southampton's winning today. I I think on the weekend. Uh, So, (laughs) 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 Thank you so much, boys. I want to thank Jimmy Conrad and Igor Mello for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, KegolasoPod. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts. And please drop a rating and review. They really help us to grow this show. We're also on Spotify, on Stitcher, and of course on CBSSports.com. Have a great day and enjoy the weekend of matches.